Hi, everyone. This is Brian Zimmerman from Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Mauricio Herrera of the Miami Surgical Center. Dr. Herrera, thank you so much for being here today. Good morning. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, of course. And, and to get things going here, can can you just share a little bit more about your background, more than more than the, the brief intro I gave you just a, just a moment again, and, and just also highlight what, what led to your passion for orthopedics? Of course. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a New Yorker, born and raised in New York City, uh, moved to Miami about 20 years ago, and have been in practice here in Miami, Florida. Uh, I'm currently in a group called the Miami Institute for Joint Reconstruction. I do specialize in, uh, in sports medicine and arthroscopic surgery, did my fellowship at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, so I've had a great experience uh, uh, in terms of education and, and I've had a lot of experience over my last 20 years here in Miami. I do most of my surgeries um, in a uh, ambulatory surgical center. So we, we partner up with uh, surgery partners uh, who helps us run our, our surgical center and, and definitely has been an incredible experience uh, being able to do so. Uh, and, and a lot of what I do is, is technology-based, so, so I think there's lots to, to touch upon. Yeah, absolutely want to want to draw out that expertise for our listeners today and in, in, in your experience there. And I, I guess maybe start with a... a might seem like a, a pretty specific question or 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 something I think you you could answer and kind of digs into your 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 expertise here. How do you really measure success as it relates to hip arthroscopies in in an ASC settings? what 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 uh, role does technology play in that? Anything you can share with folks? Sure. yeah. so so hip arthroscopy has really been uh, uh, developing over the last twenty years uh, and 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 it keeps growing, and and really the majority of hip arthroscopy is being done in an outpatient uh, surgical center. And uh, in terms of how we measure success, it's really the the pain threshold the patients have, how quickly they can get back to their normal function. And because we're we're in a surgical center, we you know we do repeat the same operation over and over again. So so essentially we're we're semi specialized uh, in doing this because we're in an ambulatory surgical center, you know, the, the, we have the same nursing staff, the same anesthesia, which is absolutely critical because these patients require regional anesthesia and the success of that regional anesthesia uh, really makes or breaks the patient's post-operative experience uh, in that they get to go home and if they have a good block, they're comfortable and they could start bending and start physical therapy in a relatively pain-free manner. Versus, uh, you know, in a hospital setting, you know, you have different anesthesia providers, different team members that have different levels of experience. So I, I think in terms of success, um, definitely get, getting these patients back to, to sport, back to their normal activities, because most people who do, who do require hip arthroscopy are extremely active. Yeah, definitely. And, and you, you gave us a good like sort of general overview of what you're seeing there. I want to drill down a little bit and, and ask you if, if you can share Perhaps a specific example or case where, um, you, you know, you mentioned at the top there, you know, advanced technology being really, really important to you and something you think about a lot. So a specific example or case where the adoption of sort of some advanced technology, um, such as during during hip arthros arthroscopy or knee reconstruction, not only led to sort of, um, you know, some really positive patient improved patient outcomes, but perhaps also enhance the efficiency or, or, or did something different from, from your side of things in the surgical process um, mm -hmm. to, to really help improve the overall experience for, for the patient and, and for, for you as well? 
Well, definitely. Yeah. The, the, uh, the two things that come to mind, uh, would be number one, uh, there's something we, we use computer navigation now during hip arthroscopy and we use this uh, software it's called hip check. And it, well, when you're doing hip arthroscopy, you have to shave some bone down. There's an overgrowth of bone. We call that impingement. And, and part of the art of medicine is trying to get enough of that bone removed so that the patient doesn't have pain uh, after the surgery and they have a, a, an excellent outcome. So uh, rather than how we used to do it, just sort of eyeballing it and moving the leg during surgery with the arthroscopic camera, now we have intraoperative feedback. And, and during the surgery, this hip check computer navigation system essentially tells us uh, how much bone has to be removed. And and so uh, we, the surgery essentially is quicker now because the computer tells us, okay, you're done. You removed enough bone. You don't have to keep staying there for another 20, 30 minutes, keeping the patient under anesthesia. So, so that's been amazing. That's uh, an incredible technological feat, having this uh, computer navigation during hip arthroscopy uh, to make the surgery faster. I'd say that's number one. Number two, uh, when we do uh, hip arthroscopy, we're always repairing cartilage, something called the labrum. And we have to use implants to repair this. And so these implants are called suture anchors. And anchors have gone through a tremendous spectrum of changes over the years. It started off as metal screws, you know, 20 years ago, and then it became uh, plastic screws. And, and now it's become uh, screws made out of calcium that dissolve and turn into bone to, to now it's on all suture anchor. And these anchors have essentially no material. So uh, these little implants make a smaller hole in the bone. And because we're taking less bone out, patients have less pain. And if they have less pain, they recover a lot faster. And so a combination of smaller implants and this hip check computer navigation, I think, has re really revolutionized hip arthroscopy. And, and, and how gratifying, I, I, I guess I would, I would ask you, has that been for you to, to watch this evolution? Extremely satisfying. Extremely. Because... Uh, again, the majority of people we're doing hip arthroscopy are athletic people. So these are in set, these are patients who are extremely motivated. They they want to get better. It's not necessarily uh, the professional athlete. The majority of people we treat are not professional athletes. It's the regular person. It's the housewife. It's the businessman uh, who wants to ride a bike on the weekend. Or uh, pickleball is really big th these days, and, and so we're seeing a lot of pickleball here in South Florida, as everywhere in the country. Um, so being able to see these patients get back to their normal active lifestyle is is the reward itself. Yes, I, we we might have to invite you on to do a podcast about pickleball. It's certainly it's certainly become that, huge. That that is that is a huge topic these days. Huge. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I want to switch gears here here just a little bit, just because I know at Becker something coverage we we run into quite a lot is just sort of the evolution of. of Reimbursement for for ASC procedures, sort of specifically thinking here too around um, CMS's changes. So, how has that impacted your practice and, and benefited your patients? Um, something that comes to mind is you know the recent addition of total shoulder. Um, and yes. anything else you can share there about some of the, these changes in in recent reimbursement policies? How that's affected you? Well, from from the beginning, ASCs have always uh, been anywhere from forty to sixty percent cheaper than than hospital uh, surgery. So the, right off the bat, that that's a huge savings to our entire um, economy when it comes to medical care of the patient. Um, now, what's happening lately is that we're, we're finally getting these special codes for replacement surgery that uh, will, will essentially uh, help us be able to do these procedures uh, economically in an outpatient center. Uh, and as you mentioned, total shoulder replacement just recently, Medicare uh, just came out with their own code uh, 
So now when we do an outpatient total shoulder replacement, um, there is an actual code that will help reimburse uh, the procedure. And still, despite this being a, an improvement to what we're doing, uh, it's still far less than what it would cost to, to be done in a hospital. Yeah, I appreciate you touching on that for, for our listeners. I know it's a, a, a big point of interest for them. I, I want to come back to the sort of thinking, though, about sort of you've talked quite a bit about the benefits that that these patients experience because these are active people, right? And they're they're motivated. They want to get back out there. Um, but still, every, everyone's different, right? Um, they have right. different anatomical considerations, different lifestyle and recovery goals. So I guess the, the question I want to I want to come back to and sort of hit on here is how do you navigate, I guess, the the balance between you, you obviously want to embrace the the latest advancements, the, the the new technology in your field, but but of course you want to ensure sort of accessible and inclusive care for 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 all your patients across their you know diverse backgrounds, but also diversity in terms of their lifestyle and their goal. Can you talk about a little bit about striking that balance? Well, certainly. Uh, so I think I think what you're trying to ask is how do we balance uh, technology with, uh, of course, uh, the safety of the patient, uh, making sure that we're not doing things that are too uh, too far to the left uh, when it comes to surgery, and and certainly uh, the fact that we're close in South Florida to Arthrex. Arthrex is a uh, orthopedic uh, implant company in Naples, Florida. We're so fortunate that we live close to them. So we have an excellent relationship with them. So we have access to all the latest technology. So we have, uh, we're able to uh, go there. We, we do courses, we do lab work. Uh, so we can uh, test all the new implants that, that are, are coming out before we place them in patients. Uh, so and that's number one. So we have to make sure that we have a standardized approach as to how to use new technology. Um, but at the same time, it's not necessarily a brand new technique that we're learning. It's really uh, just improving uh, an already uh, known uh, technique. So in that situation, in terms of myself, I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, I have a lot of experience. A lot of times we can just use the new implant it's the same technique, but just a newer implant just makes the operation quicker, easier, more reproducible. So I think that's how we maintain that balance. Yeah, I appreciate you going into it. I want to want to push deeper on sort of um, you talked about sort of the the your your team sort of experience and expertise here, and sort of um, this access to technology is is something that potentially you know sets Miami Surgical Center apart. Can can you elaborate a little bit on that team's expertise in 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 experience in performing these procedures? Any more details you can share there? Uh, sure. Well, number one, the fact that we're in an ASC, uh, there's led, less red tape compared to a hospital, so it's a lot easier to implement technology in a surgical center than you can in a hospital. That's number one. Number two, uh, because we have such a great relationship with industry. And, and we're, as surgeons at the Miami Surgery Center, we're extremely open to new technology. Uh, we're just able to, to implement, you know, a lot faster. So, so the fact that we can, you know, get from uh, the beginning, the creation of a, of a new device and be able to, to use it in surgery and be able to, to share the, the wonderful results with the patient, uh, I think is a huge experience uh, or a huge um, success at the surgical center. And the fact that you know, at the surgical center, we specialize in this, right? So we're very focused in arthroscopic surgery and orthopedics. You know, we're not really doing urologic surgery or, or plastic surgery. So the staff 
is very specialized when it comes to orthopedic surgery. So I think that also adds to the safety of the patient because uh, because of the experience that the staff has. Dr. Herrera, you you sort of outlined uh, early on in our conversation sort of the evolution uh, of a lot of these technologies and in, in, in treatments. But when I, I want to just push in a little bit deeper there, and and can you get into some specifics for our listeners there in terms of any particular breakthrough or I guess finding thinking here about like sort of the, some of the research endeavors I know you're involved in um, that has maybe challenged conventional practices or, or given you a new perspective on, on on the treatment of of arthroscopic and sports related injuries. Well, a lot of it has to do with being open-minded in terms of uh, technology, you know, I mean, a lot of older surgeons do get a bit intimidated when they see, uh, you know, new software, new, new uh, robots, uh, you know, things that we commonly talk about now in orthopedics. So uh, number one, it's a matter of just being open-minded. But, uh, you know, I guess finance or economics can can be a challenge. Uh, certainly uh, anything that's new, unfortunately, will cost money. Uh, so it's got to make sense, right? It's got to make sense for the surgical center. Uh, it's got to make sense for the patient. Um, so, so anytime we do try to uh, use new technology, it has to check all the boxes that, it, you know, it's safe, it's efficient for the patient, uh, but at the same time that it's economically feasible as well. Yeah, and, and I know we're coming close on our time together, but I think it's a maybe an important follow-up there, Dr. Herrera. Can you talk a little bit about how you, um, maybe I guess do that work to, to determine what's economically beneficial or, or feasible um, for your for your organization? Any Any tips you can share with folks out there? Well, I, I think uh, having a great relationship with industry, I, I think that's probably number one because we we work well with uh, certain companies. Um, for example, Stryker, Arthrex, they're, they're very big uh, sports medicine companies here in South Florida. Uh, because we do use a lot of their uh, implants, then they can they can give us better deals essentially on on all their new technology that's coming out. So because we're we're high end users, um, you know, of what they have. They 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 allow us to get the new technology at a better price. Yeah, thank you for 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 sharing that. And Dr. Herrera, I, I think we spent a good bit of time talking about the current state of things. Um, I want to want to as we move towards the end of our time here. I want to ask you, you know, what are you really excited about? What do, what do you think is coming next? Ooh, that th there's a lot coming out. Great stuff. AI is big. So artificial intelligence, I, I think that's a really big uh, research um, topic that it, we're all talking about. So implant positioning, um, in other words, before you do a total shoulder or a total hip, total knee, you have software telling you exactly where the implant needs to go. And not just, not just uh, mapping, uh, but even during surgery, intraoperative software telling you exactly where implants need to do. We're kind of doing that already with, with robots, you know, and, and knee replacement. Uh, also in terms of bone density imaging, you know, we're, we're, we're doing arthroscopic surgery. We have to place an anchor. You know, the, the AI software will tell us where the bone is better quality than less quality. And that's where you want to put an anchor. You know, if we're doing a rotator cuff repair, uh, AI software will tell us where the quality of the tendon is not very good. And in that situation, we could potentially augment and add extra tissue to improve the strength of the rotator cuff. Also, uh, nanoarthroscopy, N-A-N-O, nanoarthroscopy. Now, cameras are coming on, on the tips of little needles. So if you thought arthroscopic was minimally invasive, you know, we still have to make a little portal 
a little incision. But now with this nanotechnology, uh, with the, uh, <clears throat> the small uh, cameras at the end of these uh, needles, we're, we're making it even more minimally invasive and patients have less pain. Uh, so implants are getting smaller, uh, you know, less bleeding, less time in the operating room. Uh, I think that's all that's coming down the pipe. You know, this this just makes the surgeries more reproducible, you know, less time in, in under anesthesia for the patient. Uh, and, and I think the patients are really going to benefit from this down the road. Camera on the tips of needles. That certainly uh, changes the, the 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 meaning of the phrase eyeball it, Dr. Herrera. That's uh, definitely that is correct. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's been a real, real treat speaking with you today. Any final thoughts, any, any quick closing thoughts before we sign off? Uh, no, I, I would say that if anyone is, is, uh, or whoever's listening to this, just, uh, keep in mind that, uh, I think ASCs are really at the forefront of orthopedic technology, much more than hospitals, you know, for the reasons we discussed today, it's just, uh, it's a much more streamlined, you know, we, we do the same operation over and over again. So in, per, in terms of patient safety, efficacy, you know, there's less complications in surgical centers, less infections. The whole patient experience is a lot better in a surgical center. You know, it's just more convenient. It's a better experience. So I think overall, people should really keep their eyes open when getting an orthopedic procedure and just trying to make sure that it's being done in a, in a surgical center as opposed to in a, in a cold, dreary, sterile hospital. Well, Dr. Herrera, once again, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the invite. And I'd also like to thank Surgery Partners for sponsoring this episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Well, thank you very much. You too. Thank you, Dr. Herrera.